Hey everybody, Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550, Bill Sideline Reporter, inviting you to do what I do every Wednesday and Friday night. That's check out 30 Minutes Live with CDP, coming at you from Ontario, right on your Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube channels. You can check it out every Wednesday and Friday night, just like I do. 30 Minutes Live with CDP. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Live with CDP podcast on this Thursday, July 22nd. I'm especially happy today because my Detroit Tigers have won their seventh straight game with a 7-5 win over Texas today. Uh, the Tigers are 47-51, uh, and they're uh, really playing well. And uh, Steve Eiserman made a big trade today, too, with uh, the young goalie from Carolina. So uh, I will bring on my guest today, Christine Lisi. Just give me one minute. I'm just very happy with what's going on with the Pistons right now, the Red Wings, and the Tigers obviously are playing good baseball. And I'm looking forward to my guest today, Christine, and just bring one second, and I will bring her on. And she's also a huge long-life uh, Buffalo Bills fan and Buffalo Sabres fan too. But I think she's more optimistic about the Bills right now than uh, the Sabres. So one second, I'm going to bring Christine on right now. Hi, Christine. Hi, how are you? <laughs> the way my studio is set up, sorry about that. I'll try to move my my microphone. So there we go. I got my big microphone. Hi, I'm good. How are you, my friend? Good. Uh, my podcast changed quite a bit since uh, I talked to you. I th yeah. think in January on Instagram. So yeah, StreamYard. I use StreamYard now. So and uh, I can put graphics. I even used the Bill Stadium as my background on here too. Yeah, I noticed that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and Sal Capaccio, I figured you're a Bills fan, so yes. I, I had to do the intro. So I do my intros and graphics based on who my guest is. Oh, that's great. That's great. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate Michael as well. So um, this is great. Uh, I was going to say, how was your day? Uh, it was good. It was busy, but it was good. Busy's always good. Yeah, actually, it, uh, yeah, actually, that is true. It makes time go quicker as well. And it also makes your day go quicker when your sports teams win, too. Yes, yes. So, so it makes, every, makes everything a little lighter. So yeah, I'm really yeah, I'm definitely happy with what uh, A.J. Hench is doing in Detroit with that young team and mm -hmm. their pitching staff. And I'm, I'm optimistic this team could even maybe be 500 by the end of the year. I think anything's possible. There's a long way to go. Definitely. And then uh, Steve Eiserman pulled off a trade getting that young goalie from Carolina. So now the Red Wings have a number one goalie probably for the next five, 10 years. And I'm, and they didn't give up much. They gave up Jonathan right. Bernier and a third round draft pick to Carolina. So uh, things are looking up for my Detroit teams. That's great. Yeah. A goaltender is huge. <laughs> I know that, you know, I always think that if you have a goaltender that can take oh, yes, a long way. Definitely. It's just like in baseball, as you know, pitching, starting pitching in bullpen. Yes. Yes. Especially in the postseason. You know, like in the regular season, you might be able to win games nine, eight in baseball, yeah. you know, nine, eight, eight, seven, something like that. But in the playoffs, there's it's it's rare that you would be able to go up against another team that would give up as many runs as you do. You know, it, it's it's not usually like that. And you must be excited because Bill's training camp will probably be starting up what in a week or less than a week. Yeah, I think the 27th, is that next Wednesday, I think? Yeah, it is. Actually, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, okay. yeah. 
Okay. So, but uh, yeah, the expectations are going to really be high for the Bills this year. Do you honestly, um, do you think the expectations could affect how they start out the season with reading the media headlines and all the expectations? Or do you think Sean McDermott will keep these guys grounded? I think that they'll be fine. I think that they're just going to kind of uh, stay the course and, and do what they do. I think uh, Coach McDermott does a nice job of keeping them, you know, in not letting them get too high. Like last year, they went on that that run, and it was just – it was something to watch. But they didn't get – they didn't overlook, like, you know, at, at the end of the season. They didn't overlook anybody, and, you know, they didn't look past, you know, Indy or Baltimore. You know, they just they just kind of kept kept that focus, and they just ran into a, a really tough Chiefs team in the AFC title game. Yeah, and um, like I said, I think this team – kind of reminded me they went 12 and 4 that year and then they got to the FC title game against San Sorry about that Christine okay. I apologize. That's I guess okay. uh, I have my I have uh Wi-Fi pods and that's supposed to keep my uh, uh signal at 100% but I guess you know as uh anybody working in radio and stuff sometimes technical difficulties yeah. do happen. Yes, anything so, can happen. Live radio, live TV, anything can happen. So no so, problem. I've learned how to ad lib too. I'm still working on that too. Mm -hmm. So, but I was gonna say, um, in the NFL, it's like I said, one year, like the Eagles won in 17, and then uh, I thought they were gonna win back to back Super Bowls, and they never did. So, mm -hmm. uh, every season is totally different. So I think, uh, but I think the Bills should have a good team. Uh, I think the one thing they have to d have for them again this year is to keep healthy, keep Josh Allen healthy, and uh, keep the running game. I think they need to use the running game a little bit more to take a little less pressure off Josh Allen, in my opinion. Yeah, and they need a um, their edge rushers need to be a little bit better than they were last year as well. But yeah, the running game the running game's important. I know it, it seemed like Josh was a lot of the running game, but I think yeah, the the getting some sort of running game is is crucial for them this year too. Uh, do you, what about the tight end situation? Do you think, uh, they will address that? Or do you think they'll, they're happy with, uh, Dawson Knox and the, uh, the other gentleman they got Jesse Hollister from the Seahawks? I think so, but you never know. Like you, I keep hearing things about, uh, this was earlier in the off season, like maybe Zach Ertz would come, you know, they might work out something with him, but you know, you never know. Like, I, I don't know how, like all the, the money and stuff works and what they're willing to part with. So you know, I, I, I like our team. I really do. Um, you know, just a couple tweaks here and there, like last year was such a fun ride, you know, like everybody, uh, and I guess it just seemed like people kept waiting for them to like, Oh, here come the Patriots. Here come the Patriots. And you kept waiting for not, not me personally, but you kept hearing people say, yeah. oh, here comes New England, here comes New England. And the bills just kept riding that riding the Josh wagon or whatever you want to call it. So it, you know, last season was just so much fun in, in a world that had gone so awful and so wrong. Yes. And for those of us who like sports, um, you know, whether it was, you know, once we got sports back, it was just, it was just really wonderful to sit every Sunday for three hours and watch my team have a chance. There were very I'm few they weren't in. I think I appreciate sports more than before because when you have something and it's taken away from you, when right. you get it back, you, I personally, I, I, I appreciate things a little bit more as well. And I'm just looking forward to getting back doing some camera work for uh, Rogers TV for the Guelph Storm games as well. It's just like you said, uh, when something's taken away from you, you 
appreciate it more. And uh, things are looking up here. It's still a little behind you guys in the States, but at least now the Blue Jays are back in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, the OHL starting up. Uh, my semi-pro basketball team that I volunteer with, they're back playing at home too. So it's just going to be a little bit longer, but uh, things are definitely improved from a year ago. Yeah, it's nice because we didn't have sports for basically four months. And then I, I think the other thing too, I, I, it was a little funny, like you hear people like, not a lot of people, but some grumbling about who was in the NBA finals and who was in the Stanley cup final. And I was like, you know what? I don't care who's in it. Cause we had it. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm just happy that we were able to get through these seasons and we got to crown champions in both sports. Like that's, that was what was important for me. Like, I, I can't complain about stuff like that. You know, people want to say, well, but so like, you know, this team was hurt and that team was hurt. And you know, people want to discount the Canadians. And I was like, they got a really good goalie. Yes. <laughs> you can ride a really good goalie pretty far. And, and, you know, like, you know, people want to point in the NBA, like, oh, well, you know, the Lakers were hurt. The Clippers were hurt. Well, you know, it didn't work out, but we, we had sports and we were able to, you know, credit, credit the bucks and, and you know, yep. and credit the Suns for getting there. And, and the same with the lightning and the, the lightning are a really good team, but you know, Montreal for getting, for getting there, their coach had COVID, and, you know, they still, they still, you know, it, they probably weren't going to win that series because they just didn't have the horses, Yeah, but you know, they got there. They got a good young nucleus with uh, Cole Caulfield. And uh, the the one player I know very well from the Guelph Storm uh, when he was here a couple years ago, Nick Suzuki. He's a really good kid. I wouldn't call him a kid. He's 21, but really good guy. And uh, that was a really good trade uh, Vegas and Montreal did. Montreal sent Patrick to Vegas, and uh, Montreal got Suzuki back. But I I think Montreal's on the right pass, and it just shows you how hard it is to win the Stanley Cup. But I was going to say Steve Eisenman still should get credit for putting that Tampa Bay team together. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, he did. He, you know, he did a really a, a good job with that team. And uh, it was nice to see him when he did go back to Detroit. That was, you know, sorry. Somebody's it's okay. walking by the house. It's <laughs> there okay. Might be a lot of, there might be a lot of that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. That's okay. I like dogs. I miss having a dog. So. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I, somebody's probably walking by the house with their dog and she would like them to stop. So she just barks and barks. That's okay. No worries. Oh, well, there's um, a bunny in the front yard. There could be a bunny in the front yard. So. Well, you guys don't need an alarm system. You got the dog right there. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Very true. That's good. Okay, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Um, I know I did ask you in January on um, Instagram, but uh, I didn't have this platform back then. So I'm just going to ask a couple of questions about your background, and then we'll just talk about the Bills and the and the Sabres and stuff. I did send Michael a list of the questions I was going to ask you. So, um, yep. okay, no problem. And I'm also promoting your website on here too. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, like I said, so I figure that would be okay too as well. Um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you first, can you just tell my audience um, that didn't uh, watch us in, uh, I think it was December or January. Can you just tell them a little bit about yourself and when did you want to pursue a career in sports radio? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if I should go shut her up. I, uh, I started when I was very young. Like I, I think I was about seven and um, some of your listeners in like the Ontario area or, you know, in the Buffalo area would understand that Irv Weinstein was like a legend and I watched him do the news and I thought that would be really cool. So I kind of wanted to do that, you know, my whole life. And then I eventually, um, you know, I went to college and I did stuff and then I got uh, out of college and I was able to do both news and sports. And then once we got to nine 11, I always wanted, I, or once 9-11 hit, I should say, I decided news is too much and I just wanted to do sports. So at that point, 
I just kind of moved into sports and then I was able to, I was at ESPN part-time then, and then I was uh, able to be full-time there. So it was kind of a long journey. It started when I was seven and went through, I wanted to do news and sports and then eventually just sports. Okay. Um, I was going to say, did you have any mentors when you were first starting out in the industry? Like somebody that gave you a little bit of guidance when you're starting first starting out? Yeah. I want to say my first boss in only in New York, um, Gary Neese, he was so wonderful. I worked at this uh, very small station and he was, he let me do everything. I did news. I covered the Bills training camp in Fredonia, Fredonia New York. Um, I did production. I wrote, I did all this great stuff. And, you know, he kind of, he guided me, like he let me, he let me learn and let me like, you know, do and he was just like a, a he's a, he is a wonderful person and he was like that was he was probably one of the best people i've ever worked for he was great because i usually ask that question with my guests too about mentors and mentors and then just how people get into their careers and stuff like that so i always ask that i was gonna say my next question i was gonna ask you what was your first job in radio then oh it was uh it was at that little radio station, station. um yep i was lucky uh because I worked there in college too. I was able, it was my, it's in my hometown and I would go home for breaks, whether it was summer, Christmas, uh, spring break, and I would work. And I did, you know, I did weekends. I did, I filled in for the news director. I did all sorts of cool stuff. Like I did everything. I don't know if the opportunities are out there like that anymore, like in terms of what local stations have, but that was just so wonderful for me. Like, especially like, like covering Bill's training camp. Like that was just, that was awesome. I must've done that two or three summers. They sent me off with a recorder and I went and I, you know, I did my thing. I talked to guys as they came off the field and it was just, it was a blast. And I was going to say everyone I've talked to in this industry has also said internships and doing volunteer work has helped them in their careers too. Yes. Yep. A lot of, a lot of that stuff too is, is very helpful. I think as long as you can make connections and, and, you know, learn as much as you can, that's that's really really important. Try to do a be able to do a bunch of different things. And that's what I'm trying to do with Rogers TV, and then uh, with my podcast. And and John Murphy told me this too. I was amazed I got him on here, but uh, he was really great. He just told me to keep doing what I'm doing, build contacts, build rapport with your guests. And uh, I've been very lucky. And one gentleman who's with the London Knights, uh, he's their color analyst. He's also a broadcasting professor. Uh, college, I thought about maybe taking radio in school. And he he thinks uh, I can do this uh, with the podcast and with um, building my connections and obviously with Rogers and, and, and stuff like that. And maybe hopefully a local radio station, maybe this summer when things get better, I can mm -hmm. maybe possibly do an internship as well. Yeah, that would, that's a, that's a good idea. But John's a great guy, by the way, like building all your contacts that you can and, and just kind of doing everything. <laughs> Hang on. She let herself out. It's okay. I let her back in. I, okay. this dog. It's okay. No worries. Anyways, guys, uh, my friend Christine is just going to look after her dog. So she'll be back in a minute or two. Okay. So while we're waiting for Christine to come back, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit of sports news. Uh, let's see. The Detroit Tigers today won their seventh straight game, seven to five win over the Texas Rangers. They swept Texas, and now the Tigers are 47 and 51 under first year manager AJ Hinch. So. Anyways, uh, Christine's back. Okay. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. My friend Mike Hogan, who's the voice of the Toronto Argonauts for the CFL here, uh, I had him on a couple of months, and he had the dog too, and he had to leave for two <laughs> minutes too. And then he's like, yeah, so 
but uh, I, 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 I know with podcasts and radio too, uh-huh. uh, you can't have dead air time. So I just always make sure I'm prepared for anything. So, Oh, sure. Like our neighbor, we're watching our neighbor's dog too. And, um, so, uh, our neighbor just dropped off. I was like, why are there two dogs in my house? So there's now two dogs in our house. So it's a little bit of a zoo. I'm sorry to you and your listeners. Nope. I apologize. Nope. Um, that's fine. So that's why there was a little bit ruckus earlier. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Like I said, I'm learning stuff every day and, and I mm-hmm. always like to try. I like to always try to be prepared. You can't always be prepared, but I always make sure I have extra graphics on here too. And that yep. way, if something comes on with the guest, with the technical difficulty or yep. with a barking dog, then I have something to keep, uh, keep going on. Yeah, pets pets make life interesting because they don't always listen. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, maybe a cat does, but a dog's like, nope. She's probably I think she let them out again. But anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. No worries. No worries. Uh, but I was gonna just say uh, I'm just gonna keep. Hopefully, uh, I'll get an opportunity one of these days. And mm-hmm. I think I think I have come a long ways from when I started a year ago. So um, I ju- I just been very lucky to get people like yourself and and John Murphy and even Bob Soshi from the Patriots really good guy good that's you know i think that people should be willing to help i always try to help people any way i can um like even if people i don't know reach out to me i always think it's very very important to help because you never know too when you might need help someday so i think it's very i don't know because it's it's hard Uh, you know this business is really hard so i think that if you can help people in some way it's it's important that you do that Definitely. And it's cold pay it forward. So if I'm lucky one day to have the opportunity in radio, I will do the same for what yourself and John and Bob and uh, Mike Hogan. I I've really been lucky. Uh, just, I, I just reach out to people and everybody in your industry, Christine has treated me like one of their own. And that's why I love doing this podcast because everyone I've met as a guest on here has been really great. Totally cool with me. That's awesome. That's really, really good. They should be because I don't know, but we're all lucky to be, you know, where we are. And I think that it's, you know, being kind is good. And it just took me almost 49 years to find my passion, but it's never too late. Nope. Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken. He did that at like in his 70s. So nothing's ever too late. And I was going to say, you just finished your what? 20th year with ESPN radio. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I think like uh labor day weekend, I start year 21 or wow. I can't remember now I started in 2000. So yeah. It's Where does the time go? I know it's been quite a journey. I was thinking about that because uh, our house, we be- I think our 20 anniversary of being in our house is like uh, next month sometime, which I can't believe. Time goes quick, doesn't yeah. it? Especially as you get older, it goes really fast. I've noticed that. I've definitely noticed that because yeah. I'll be the big 50 next year. So oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. So. But uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to do sports trips again in the States before I'm 50. So cross your fingers. Yes. We'll cross your fingers. But um, the next question I was going to ask you, uh, just uh, quickly again, what were your overall thoughts on the 20 Bills? And what are your expectations for this 2021 team? Realistically, I don't know if you want to talk wins or losses, but. I love the ride they took us on last year because I wasn't sure what we were going to get. And I just, the the leaps and bounds that Josh took forward with um, Coach Brian Dayball, the, the OC, like I, that was just, inc- it was incredible to watch. And by some weird fluke, like we ended up with free Sunday ticket last year. So we watched all the Bills games, which was really, really awesome. And um, 
and it was it was just I missed those days from like when I was in college and uh, just out of college and the bills were really good and um, Sundays were appointment television so it was just it was really it was awesome it was just neat to see them you know become the team that they were it and it was it's it stunk at the end. Like I kept trying to tell myself I, I did enjoy it, but I'm like, Oh, when this ends, if it's not in a super bowl, when this is going to be not great. And it wasn't. <laughs> um, but like, they just, the way that they played all year long, it was just awesome. And then I think I don't see why they can't, um, have another strong year. Um, but you never know, right. Sports is weird. I was gonna say, uh, do you think uh, uh, Brandon Bean? I think it's Brandon Bean, the general manager. Do you think he uh, addressed some of their needs in the off season with uh, the draft? Just quickly, I think so. I think so. They got um, the edge rusher out of Miami, Russo. Um, I think so. I mean, they that that was one of the needs that I think that we really that that was important to kind of fill this off season. And the you know the running backs, you know, hopefully. Hopefully something they can get somebody going there too. I miss Thurman Thomas. Oh yes, uh, I was going to say, and uh, the the other running back. I'm trying to think who it is. Is it Moss? Yeah, Moss. If they can keep him healthy, to me, he's a kind of a a change up from a Singletary. Singletary's kind of a a finesse running back like Miles mm -hmm. Sanders is with the Eagles. But I think Zach Moss. That's his name. I think if he can stay healthy, he can give them a little more physicality in the running game. Yes. Yes, they do. They do need to do something because you can't keep putting your core. I know uh, Josh is, it doesn't seem to mind, but like you can't keep putting your, your guy out there. Cause you know, he could get hurt. Like Carson Wentz got, had that awful injury that one year, the year they yeah. were in the Super Bowl, yeah. and um, Nick Foles came in and did a great job, but like, you can't, you can't risk your guys like that. I was going to say, yeah. Cause Allen's one guy they cannot afford to lose. No. I, I I know they brought in Mitch Mitchell Travinsky, but uh, I don't think he's a long-term answer if Allen's going to be out for a long time. If it's only going to be a two or three games, and I think he'd be okay. But I think if it's going to be half a year or longer, I think they'd be in trouble. Right, I agree. I think I do think Mitchell is a better backup than um, Matt Barkley, so I, I like that option better. And I think that uh, we're the Bills are just going to have Mitchell for a year. And then I, I think it's just a one-year deal. I think they're also, he's a good, he'll be a good backup, but I think they're also trying to help him in, you know what I mean? In the yep. same way, because he had such a rough go in Chicago and so he can get a fresh start and people can see what he can do. And then, you know, that they can probably move on from him, I would think. I'm just trying to think, who's their third string quarterback? Isn't it that young kid they drafted last year? You know, I don't even know. I used okay. to be really, I used to be really good at that. I used to know the, okay. the Bills, long time ago, the Bills had Jim Kelly, Frank Reich, and yeah. Gail Gardner. And I knew those guys. Yeah. So, but yeah. I think it was Gil Gilbert, but didn't his son get oh, in Gil the NFL Gilbert, too? I'm sorry. Gil Gilbert. No, I'm losing my yeah. Mind. Yeah. I actually remember that. I can't believe I remembered that, but yeah. I was going to say, didn't his son or somebody related to him? Uh, it was in football too. I can't remember yes. if that. Yeah. That's when you know you're old, right? Yeah. You start hearing, like we were watching last night and, um, oh, the Pitlick kid, his, um, who got picked by the crack and his uncle's Lance. Because I've yes. seen that, I'm like, is that so the his Ottawa kid? Senators? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that his kid? Is that, um, you know what I mean? I was just trying to yeah. think of, and then I, yeah. but it was neat because they founded his uncle. I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I was so happy about Seattle having a team. I think that'll be a, a good market for the NHL. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely. Great yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, speaking of the NHL, my next question is NHL related. Uh, thoughts on the Sabers last year and. 
yes or no, do you think Jack Eichel will remain a Sabre in 21-22 season? Uh, last season was just, it was a disaster. I, they just, they didn't have the right coach. I was happy when, um, to see what they did under Don Granado. And I was mm -hmm. happy that he got the job. I had talked to a couple of the writers and I said, well, what do you think? And they thought that he had the inside track and they just, they played, uh, much better under him. Um, I, I would like, I don't, it's so, it's hard to know like what I would like to see them get a goalie. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what's going on there. I I would like them not to trade Jack because uh, they tanked for him in the first place. And then, so then what are you left with? Like, I don't know if you can get what he's worth. I, I hope that they can heal that relationship. I hope Kevin Adams can. Um, but I don't know because nothing, you don't know anything. Like, I'd be concerned about the surgery too that he wants on his neck because nobody's ever gotten that except an MMA guy. And that seems risky to me. Um, that that's just my opinion, but I understand that he's frustrated. I don't know all the ins and outs of like what went on, you know, and I know that they've been getting their butts kicked in every year and that's not fun, but I, I don't know. I don't know where you get the value. I, I hear Anaheim. I hear the Kings. Like I would send him out West. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't send him to anybody in the East. I know people are like, well, the Rangers have all this young talent. Well, the Rangers aren't going to give up who the Sabres want for Jack mm -hmm. Eichel. You know what I mean? They're not going to get like, they're not going to give up um, Kako or they're not going to give up Lafreniere. Like they're yep. not going to give up, you know, cause I know Jack has been hurt and he hasn't been, but he's a number two overall pick and he's what people think is a generational talent. So I, it, that's hard for me to know, you know, what way they're going to go. I was going to say, and uh, Jack Eichel, I think, only has one year left on his contract as well. No, he's got it. Well, before the no trade kicks in, he's got a okay. long contract. He's okay. got, they signed him after his entry-level contract. I think they signed him to an eight-year deal. Okay. And I think, I don't know, I, I think the no trade kicks in soon, but I don't know uh, <laughs> off the top of my head. I don't know how soon, but he got good money. Like, he got, he got good money. <laughs> I was going to say, and then Sam Reinhart, there's been rumors about him wanting out too. And and the thing yeah. is, I really think they did the right thing with bringing Don Granado back because I found the last month or when he took over as interim coach, the team actually was more competitive and won yes. some hockey games. And yes. and, and even Rasmund Dallin, your uh, young defenseman, seemed to gain, regain his confidence too. Yes. Yes, I agree. Like they just seemed to, uh, and you just listen to what the guys say. Like we had a plan, we had some sort of gate, you know, it just, you know, I, I don't know. There was a big, big difference And Granado. He took over an awful situation too. Like they had lost, I don't know, like, I don't know, it was 15 games in a row or in whatever row. it yeah. was. And um, it was just a terrible situation, but you're happy for a guy like Granado because like he gets a chance right at the NHL yeah. level. I think they have got a lot of work to do this off season. And, and like you mentioned before, I think the goaltending situation has to be upgraded uh, before this team can be competitive again, that you're going to have to do something with the goaltending, like obviously resolve the Eichel and Reinhardt situation. And also they're going to have to make sure they have a strong draft. And uh, I think they need to, bring in uh goaltending that's a little more competent as well so I, I do think the sabers will be improved this year i'm not sure how much they'll be improved by yeah they can't they can't be much worse right i, so. I do i am excited about having the number one pick you know i it was funny because we we're sitting there watching the lottery and i said to rob i was like oh 
I, you know, cause I just, it's getting down there and I'm like, Oh, we're going to end up with number two again. But then, yeah. uh, and then Buffalo got the number one pick and it was just funny to see the relief on Kevin Adams face. Cause that's a huge, you know, I, yes. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what way they're going to go or anything, but I, I don't know. I, I, I can only be hopeful. I was going to say, and my Pistons got the number one pick, too, for yes. the first time since 1970. And I know the Red Wings are number six, but with Steve Eisenman, I, I, I'm not worried about that number six no. pick. But the draft will be very important for the Sabres' future success. So, yes. okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And are you still okay for a few more minutes? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to check because I know I, I, I talk a lot. That's maybe why I want to get in the radio. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. I don't know where the... I don't know where the two dogs went, but hopefully there's, they're here somewhere. They're quiet, okay. which might not be good. <laughs> no, it's okay. No worries. No worries. I like dogs better than most people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or dogs and cats, pets. So, mm -hmm. okay. Um, I'm just going to get on to the NBA for a quick, quick couple of questions. What were your thoughts on the 21 NBA finals between Phoenix and Milwaukee uh, with the Bucks winning in six and uh, the Greek freak uh, as the uh, finals MVP? I thought Giannis. it was. I thought it was fantastic. I the funny thing with Giannis is I remember, I was a game. I don't know if it was game one of the finals or the East finals, and uh, he had hyperextended. Everything flows all together now. I, I was trying to remember when he hyperextended his knee, and I was like, he was like not gonna play, and then he was maybe because I was at work. Is this you know I'm at work and all this happens. He's doubt. He's out. He's doubtful. He's maybe he's game time decision. And then I get home and he's on the court. And I'm like, what? But um, I was, I'm happy for them. I, I didn't have any, you know, I wouldn't have had any problem with the Suns winning because, you know, because of Chris Paul and, and coach Williams with the, the, the tough stuff that he's gone through in his life. But um, I was happy for Milwaukee. It was nice. And I think the nice thing about it, and Giannis kind of talked about this in his post-game presser was that like, he didn't leave. Like last summer, people are like, you're nuts for signing. They're not going to, yep. you're not going to win there. You're not going to yep. win there. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be here. And I don't know. Um, I just think that was, it just, it worked out for them. And I was just, I couldn't be happier. And then, you know, coach Bud has to hear all this stuff like, Oh, I, everybody's questioning his decisions and what he does. And I'm, I don't know, like in the past, sometimes don't you have to tip your hat to the other person? Right. Like when they, I when agree. They lost. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that stuff just happens, but I, I thought it was wonderful. And I think that it's, it's a nice celebration. Like as a fan of small market teams, like that was, that was nice to see that. And maybe, maybe that'll help small market teams. Like maybe not everybody will want to leave to go to, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers or, or whoever, you know, like maybe Zion will, and you don't know, but maybe he'll stay in new Orleans, right? Like maybe, maybe that can say, you know what, we can build something here and, and make it work. Well, that's what it was like in the old days. Like Larry Bird yes. never left Boston. Right. Uh, Isaiah right. Thomas, Magic Johnson, right. even right. Jordan, they didn't want to go to other teams. They wanted to win right. in their city. So uh, yep. I think it's great for the league. And I hope next year Phoenix actually gets a championship because they've been around since uh, the early 70s. And it'd be nice. I think they were around in 68, 70 or around there. And they've never won one. And their uh, radio guy has been doing their game since 1972. Wow. Al wow. McCoy. Okay. Okay. I yeah, was reading that up. Yeah. And I'm like, he does. I, I'd like to, I really like to see him be able to call one and, and I would like to see the uh, Suns get one. And then, and then the Pistons can uh, start winning them again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's been a while for them too. So, okay. Uh, my other question for you is, um, did you attend any Blue Jays games at Celine field? And do you think Buffalo in the future will be more of a Jays town 
or do you think it'll still remain Yankees in Boston town? I did not go, but can I tell you a quick, cool story? Yes. My, ne- my uh, sister and brother, my brother and sister-in-law took my nephew Jackson with his friend and his friend's family went and it was, they were playing the Yankees because we are, my family is our Yankee fans. And um, they went, it was the night that Josh Allen threw out the first pitch and uh, Jackson, who's my nephew and his friend Lucas went down by the dugout. And after Josh threw out the first pitch, I don't know how it happened, but he gave Jackson the ball. And so like, I have pictures of Jackson with the, with the baseball and like the local TV station, one of them interviewed him and it was neat to see somebody had posted that on Twitter. And then somebody who I knew in Rochester media reached out to me. Um, and then like, uh, he was in the local paper and it was just a really, really neat thing. And that's like, that's the neat thing about sports is that like my, my nephew who was so shy and like, he finally, like the last couple of years he's played baseball and he's on a team and just like to watch, I watched him get interviewed as an eight year old and to see hear his answers and stuff. And it was amazing that like this shy little kid because of sports has developed into this confident little boy. And it's just really, really nice to see. And I noticed a lot of Blue Jays, uh, a lot of my friends on Facebook wearing Blue Jays stuff. So it could also be a Blue Jays town um, with those young kids. It's very exciting team. Definitely. And it's just over the border. So, I mean, you know, I, I think that, you know, the Yankee fans probably won't switch, but, you know, some fans might because, you know, the, the Indians had a team there. Um, the you know, if, if they win a little bit, you never know. Definitely. Okay. And I uh, just got two more questions to ask you. The one I wanted to ask you, do you, do you have any favorite kind of music? I always do this, a fun question, uh, favorite music. And do you have any favorite restaurants? And obviously uh, one of your hobbies is baking from what I see on social media. So I always, always ask my guests uh, one fun question, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Uh, my favorite music, I listen a lot to, to E Street Radio in my car, um, especially when I travel, because the Bruce concerts will get you through like three hours. <laughs> um, so I'm a big fan of of, of him. And uh, favorite restaurant, there's a really nice Italian place in uh, near ESPN. We, we haven't gone in a long time, but it's called Pagliacci's. It's a nice Italian place. And then um, what was the other question you asked, my friend? Um, I guess some other hobbies, but I know one of them is baking. Yes. Yep. I'm a big baker. I love to, um, I don't know, I guess like I, I do enjoy working out and like walking the dog. And, um, I think that's probably, those are like two of my favorite, you know, hobbies. Okay. And you're, you're baking. I, I, I put on weight just looking at it. So <laughs> is, is that something you've always had an interest in or just something you took up recently? No, I've always had an interest, um, being Italian, uh, growing up, like, like, and even now food is like a big part of the family and my husband's Italian. So a big part of his family. And, um, I've always enjoyed, like, I have so many nice memories of baking with each of my grandmothers when I was little or aunts, my mom. Um, and I'm lucky that like my mom's mom is still with us. She's going to be 96 in the fall. Huge wow. fan, by the way, she knows wow. everything. Like she watches, she reads, like it's, it's amazing. Um, and I, even now, like I go at Christmas time, not this year because of the pandemic, but like when I go visit my mom for Christmas, we always make like 200 cookies, way too many cookies for the family and stuff. And it's just, um, 
it's something nice. Like I have two goddaughters. My best friend from college lives about 40 minutes from here. And like, I bake with them when they come down, they're getting a little older. So I don't see them as much anymore, but like, it's just, it's a way to create nice memories. And I like to bring stuff to work. Cause that makes people happy. And you know, I got to make something tonight. I think maybe I'll bring them to work tomorrow. So. Okay. Well, if I ever work with you at ESPN one day, I think my, uh, <laughs> I think my, uh, diet's going to go to <laughs> you'll have go to run away. extra laps you'll have to run definitely. extra laps definitely okay and i'm just going to wrap this up because i know i like to talk a lot and i don't want to go over my time um any advice for uh those and not just myself looking to pursue a career in radio if you have any quick advice i would just uh you know it, it depends kind of what you want to do like i i'm more of like a news uh news person anchor person so like i for me it was important to work on writing um, I think practice reading, practice what you do and listen back and see what you do when you do not like, like critique yourself, um, make as many connections as possible, whether it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, just ask people like, you know, you know, what you can do. If you can, if you can find a way to get in working with a local sports team, a college, um, you know, a, a local radio station, uh, you know, different things like that. Find out what else you can do. Like, don't be, if you want to be on air, that's fine, but learn how to do other stuff too. So you're more valuable to a company, to a, you know, company, radio station, TV station, whatever podcasting service. Um, I think that's what I would do. I think the listening back to yourself is also very important. And I do that at nighttime when I go to my other job at on midnights, uh, when I have some downtime, I, uh, listen to my previous podcast on audio and just see what I did. Okay. What I did good and what I think I could do better and just try to improve that. Yep. So, okay. I appreciate that. And before I let you go, Christine, uh, where can my uh, audience find you on social media? Okay. I am. I always forget cause I'm always logged in at ESPN Christine on Twitter. And then it's uh, Christine Lisi. I think if you just search me on Facebook and Instagram, uh, I pop up. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-L-I-S-I. -I -I. And um, I have cookiesbychristine.com is my website. And I was on Anchor doing podcasts, and I just I haven't had any time. I have on you. I have video baking videos on YouTube. I haven't done any in a while. Um, but it's hard to find time to do everything, you know, but yes. uh, if you want, if you go on YouTube and you search Christine Lisi, you'll see my baking videos, Charlie's in some of them. That's our old dog. And Gracie is in the one that I did a couple months ago. Okay. I was going to say, Christine, like I said, uh, I probably kept you a little longer than I, I told Michael 25 minutes, but uh, I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, coming on my podcast again. I really appreciate this. And maybe again, uh, maybe during the football season, I can maybe have you come on and, and we'll just talk strictly Bill's football and maybe a little Eagles football as well, maybe in the fall, if that's okay. Sure. Sounds good. Thank you, Chris. All right. Thanks, Christine. And we'll keep in touch on social media. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed my uh, podcast uh, interview with uh, Christine Lisi from ESPN Radio. Uh, I want to say thank you again, Christine, for coming on. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, another podcast tomorrow as well. And I'll put that on here tomorrow. Uh, Next Life with CDP podcast, guys, is going to be Friday, July 23rd at 1 o'clock. I'm going to have my guest, Allison Martinick. 
uh, radio personality for WNIC 100.3 FM in Detroit uh, to talk about her long career in morning radio in the Detroit market. And then I have a second podcast tomorrow night, uh, same day, Friday, July 23rd, uh, 5 o'clock. I'm going to have another guest, Tila Graham, uh, part-time traffic reporter, producer, uh, for WWJ 950 in Detroit and a weekend edition host from uh, WDET 101.9 FM in Detroit. So uh, I've got two more podcasts tomorrow and I'm looking forward to that. So um, yeah, like I said, guys, thank you for all coming on and I'll read the comments here. Hey, Mark, uh, thank you for watching, Mark. You're my one of my uh, loyal uh, viewers. I appreciate it. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Mark. And uh, those, thank you for watching YouTube, everyone, and on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, I will have my Facebook page back uh, in the future. Uh, they decided to disable it, and I'm appealing their decision because I think they're in error. And we'll leave it at that. But, guys, like I said, my podcast will always be on my YouTube channel and Twitter at Chris D. Palme as well. Mark, thank you for watching. And uh, I hope you enjoy the Nighthawks game tonight. Uh, the Nighthawks are at home at the Sleeman Center at 7 o'clock, taking on uh, Saskatchewan uh, in CEBL action at the Sleeman Center. And up to 1,000 fans can be at the game. So, uh, anyways, uh, Mark, thank you for coming on and watching. And uh, I really appreciate everybody coming on here. And uh, before I go, guys, uh, just a couple other things. Uh, Live with CDP podcast, the audio version is always going to be on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Cashbox. As soon as I'm uh, done with my live podcast, I will download the audio to those sites as well. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, some other news. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Tigers today, uh, you guys know, won their seven in a row, 7-5 over Texas. They swept Texas, and now they're 47-51 under first-year manager A.J. Hinch, who should get some consideration for uh, uh, manager or AL manager of the, uh, the year. And then some other big news today, guys. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, acquired goalie Alex Nikovic. I, if I pronounce that right, uh, from Carolina. Uh, he had an outstanding uh, rookie year with Carolina last year, and uh, I'm really happy. The Red Wings gave up Jonathan Bernier and a third-round draft pick to Carolina for Alex uh, Nitekovic, uh, if I can pronounce that correctly. And, uh, yeah, and uh, he uh, last year, the 25-year-old, uh, went 15-5-3 with the Hurricanes in his rookie year. And led the NHL with a 9.32 save percentage and a 1.9 goals against average as well. And he was a finalist for the Calder Trophy Award as well. So Steve Eisenman has obviously addressed the uh, Red Wings goaltending needs. And now they have a clearly a number one goalie uh, with uh, Thomas Grice as the number two. So I think the Red Wings will be uh, definitely could be a possible playoff contender next year because it all starts with goaltending and that. So uh, thumbs up to Steve Eiserman for this trade today. I think it's a great trade. Uh, I like Jonathan Bernier, but uh, uh, I think we've upgraded. The Red Wings have upgraded their goaltending situation here, and they signed uh, the young goalie to a two-year uh, contract with a $3 million cap hit annually. So anyways, guys, uh, so that's it for the uh, world of sports. And the one last piece of news before I go, the NFL is warning to teams that COVID-19 outbreaks this season among unvaccinated players could and will lead to forfeit games. Uh, that came out today on uh, 
uh, ESPN if you guys want to check that article out. So um, I think that's going to put more pressure on NFL teams to make sure their players are vaccinated because if there's a COVID outbreak, uh, I believe the NFL and Roger Goodell are not going to do uh, makeup games. It could be a possible forfeit. So and no NFL team and franchise wants to forfeit a game. And uh, due to the consequences of missing the playoffs from that and the fact that uh, that will cost them a lot of money and home gate revenue as well. So, But anyways, guys, uh, like I said, I think I'm going to wrap up my podcast show. But, uh, yeah, tune in to me uh, tomorrow, two podcasts, Friday at, at uh, 1 o'clock, Allison Martinick radio personality from WNIC in Detroit will be on. And at five o'clock, I will have uh, Tila Graham, uh, part-time traffic reporter producer again from uh, WWJ 950 in Detroit on as well. So one o'clock, uh, Allison and five o'clock, uh, Tila. So anyways, guys, I'm going to call it a show, but I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone on YouTube and Twitter for watching this podcast live. And I will be downloading the audio version to this for Google and Apple Podcasts, etc. in about 20 minutes or so. So, all right, guys, take care. Have a good night. Thank you for watching live with CDP. We'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock.